Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations, members of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and of course, watchers of the Top 20. Today is July 6th, two days after America declared its independence. Well, two days in like several years, yeah. <laughs> I always love patriotic posts. About what, you know, especially from the Florida Republicans, my current favorite group of people that don't know anything about anything, uh, talking about what July 4th and Independence Day was. And I just saw a bunch of posts, even just trying to change my cover photo of uh, yeah, Independence Day, never forget. It was a bunch of people that refused to give up their guns and refused, uh, refused to pay their taxes. Like, dude, that's not what it was. First of all, everybody needed guns back then. And the main reason we have guns now and the Second Amendment, uh, it's because we were uh, taken over by the British and had to fight for our independence. That's why uh, we are currently not in danger of being taken over by anybody except possibly the conservative right. But, you know, and paying taxes wasn't a problem. It was taxation without representation that was the issue. And if you want to be a complete dick about it, it's exactly what the Republicans were trying to do in North Carolina and Alabama. And even this Supreme Court smacked them down for gerrymandering, because that really is representation, uh, taxation without representation. So how about we cool it on the cool memes and gifts and stuff, and let's get back to school. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Florida. I know you don't have an education system of which to speak, and you're rivaling Mississippi soon. So that's something. Sorry, I'm not in a very good mood, <laughs> and I know that's not super unusual, and I don't mean to come out swinging, but honestly, I just, it's like the last thing I saw before I got here, and I'm just like, man, just, you know, there's a lot to be learned from Bambi, you know, like, especially with Thumper, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing, like, that's for starters, but like, how about we expand that? If you don't have anything intelligent to say, how about you just start shutting the fuck up? Like, let's do that. The amount of stupidity out there, and I know it's getting worse, and I just try and plug in less and less and less to it, but, like, the amount of stupidity is just getting so unbelievable. Like, it's like taking pride in how dumb you are and how much you don't know. Like, that's the wrong message, man. And I realize that, you know, we've been talking about celebrating, like, athletes and, you know, uh, rock stars over, like, nerds and smart people for years, but, like stop <laughs> like at some point you just gotta stop like smart people are smart people like those are the people you should hit your wagon to you can always find a dumb person there's literally always a dumb person around i can walk out of my front door right now and i can probably find a dumb person probably i mean they're not on my property but they're close <sighs> yeah i'm already annoyed it's crazy uh, yeah, like I said, it is uh, July 6th. Uh, that means uh, there is a new episode out from last week. Uh, last week's episode is out today. Uh, and that's cool because that uh, is the... I was talking about like the gutting affirmative action. And I read some of uh, Justice Sotomayor's dissent opinion. Um, <clears throat> it's actually funny. Like, this is something I didn't know. And this is the kind of stuff that like I'm I talk about. Like, when you don't know something, like... You can look into it, and you can look into it from reputable sources. So here's something I didn't know that I really, really wanted to look into a little bit more. So apparently California does not have affirmative action for their public universities. Again, I looked into this super briefly, so please feel free to do more research. I just did not know this. Uh, so they don't have it in California, which I guess kind of makes sense because of their, their diversity lineup, shall we say, in California. It's... It's a pretty diverse state. It's a huge state, so it's pretty diverse. And it's not as diverse as, say, like, you know, Wyoming or Utah. Uh, but, yeah, 
course. It's way more dangerous. Than that. Uh, but they do not have affirmative action, for, or did not have affirmative action for their public universities. And what they said, uh, they wrote an amicus brief uh, on behalf of the universities uh, that were in the Supreme Court thing. Uh, university, I guess it was UNC and Harvard. Two separate cases that the Supreme Court uh, decided to hear together, which is totally fine, totally makes sense. It's the same issue, handle it once. Supreme Court's actually, for all of its nonsense, it's pretty busy and also pretty important. Anyway, so they wrote amicus briefs. Uh, the Not SUNY. Um, UC... UC, the UC system, University of California uh, pu- public school system wrote an amicus brief. Uh, amicus brief is when you um, basically like a friend of the court. Like, oh, you didn't ask for it, but here's my legal political opinion or whatever. Or legal opinion, not political opinion. That's an amicus brief. So they wrote one. And they were saying basically in the time that they did not have this affirmative action that they were struggling to meet their diversity numbers. Now, you can argue what diversity numbers mean. Um, but in its simplest form, it means that they did not have what they considered, the school themselves, they did not consider, uh, um, they did not have what they considered to be a fair or equal or balanced number of minorities and more importantly, disproportionately um, poor students represented in their public universities. Now, <coughs> Excuse me. One of the biggest problems they've been having with affirmative action, and the reason they said uh, that we should do away with it, is basically the conservatives on the court said there's no inequality anymore, and we don't need to have that. It's the exact same argument they used when they gutted the Voting Rights Act not all that long ago. They said that there's no problem with minorities voting in the South, so we don't need that anymore. And then immediately that year, we saw eight-hour lines in Atlanta where black people go to vote. So... Yeah, I mean, I guess if you don't look at it and go like this, like, I see exactly zero inequality in this country, then you too can be a Supreme Court justice, or at least a conservative. Um, But they said that they were not even able to meet those numbers of of diversity. So, like, UCLA could not even hit numbers that it said for itself as kind of like a diversity guide, right? Like, and again, you can think about that however you want. But what it was saying is that if you you take race out of it, and to be perfectly fair, I don't think it should be race. I think it should be like your socioeconomic zip code, I think it should be more important um, because, like, yes, in most of the country, the poor areas tend to be minorities. And yes, you can argue that that reason is because white people have all of this kind of legacy wealth uh, and you know while minorities have this sort of legacy poverty and I'm not here to say that but it's a kind of a provable sort of thing and we go through it all the time um, you know when they when they talk about like uh, like family wealth like generational wealth and I talked about this a couple weeks ago generational wealth as opposed to generational poverty right like it's it's actually hard to get out of both <laughs> I mean, you see them. You see people get out of poverty, and you see people definitely get out of wealth. But like, it's it's like that is more representative, more indicative of where your education is going to come from. And the reason I mentioned that, I think I said this last week on the show. Maybe it could have been weeks ago. I honestly don't even remember. Um, yes, chat. Michael Scott does indeed know. Michael Scott actually could probably handle things perfectly. But anyway. Um, what was I saying? Uh, something. Root beer. Something. Um, oh, right. So, so right. So you have this 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 generational poverty that's very hard to get into. And since pu- schools are publicly funded, most public schools uh, are publicly funded. They are based on these school taxes, which are based on your property taxes, which in poorer areas are generate less money. So you take a town like this is for local Long Islanders here. Like if you take a town like Northport, your average property tax is about $20,000 for a piece of property. The reason that is because Northport has a very good school system. It's also got its own police force. I know that because I grew up there. Now, I was not a rich kid. We got to rent a lot, which was fun. Uh, but my grandparents lived in Fort Salonga, which is just on the edge. It's almost the border of Northport and Smithtown. So I got... I was able to go uh, to Northport High School. Uh, but the, that's like $20,000. But if you start looking like in some of the poorer areas, like even like Hempstead and stuff like that, like 
it starts to drop. Like, it's still New York, so don't get me wrong. Your taxes are crazy expensive, but it starts to drop really far. And then you get to places like North Carolina where your property taxes for my house would be about $1,500 a year. That is paying for all of your school taxes. So it's a lot cheaper in a lot poorer areas, right? Now, I'm not even talking about just, like, what, what it costs to live in New York State because that's a whole other argument. I'm talking about what actually goes into your school. And so you have overcrowded school, like Hempstead. Hempstead's a perfect example. Hempstead keeps running into trouble because it's the largest town in the United States, and it has such a low school budget, and it's trying to uh, educate so many people that people fall through the cracks constantly. Um, there's just not enough money. Like they're they're not looking for smart boards in Hempstead, if you know what I mean. Like my like our schools, like they get new smart boards every year. They've got a brand new turf field at Whitman that I even voted against because I play on that thing, or my girls play on that thing, and it was fine. It really didn't need to be replaced. They just wanted to replace it because I don't know. I guess Huntington got one. I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is, but like. You know, I we played soccer in places like Hempstead and Roosevelt and Freeport and stuff like that. There's not those schools are not like bleeding money. Like you know, they're not just like walking around with pots of gold and stuff like that. Like that, that's not the case, and it shows because their education sucks compared to like other schools. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Unfortunately, those poor schools tend to be predominantly minorities, which is why they were using race as affirmative action, like an, as an affirmative action criteria, because back. In the day when they started that, it was really only minorities. Now it's legit just poor people who are mostly minorities. But you can still take a look at whatever your zip code is and figure out what kind of education you got. And sure, you can absolutely make the argument that if you have like the two people, and I did this a couple weeks ago, if you have the two people that are applying for the same position in a university and they have like equal test scores, but one's from say like, you know, let's say Northport or Cold Spring Harbor or, you know, one of those, one of those really rich school areas that had smart boards, they had paras, they had any sort of remedial help you could, no gang problems and stuff like that, but then you also have somebody who's got equal test scores from say, I don't know, Mastic Beach High School or wherever the big meth stuff always goes down, Shirley, Shirley seems like a shitty place, so how about that, like if somebody's coming in from Shirley and they have the same grades as somebody from Northport, guess who had to work harder to get that? The person from Shirley, because they had other stuff to overcome, like a terrible education system. They're generally a poor zip code, so they probably had a part-time job after school. Like, this is not unknowable, people. Like, you are up against really, like, well-to-do, like, lawyers and doctors and on Long Island specifically, like, hedge fund people, where their kids really don't have to do anything other than just go to school and take AP courses. AP courses that you have to pay extra money for, by the way. So who do you think is going to roll in with better stuff? It doesn't mean they're smarter. It means they had an advantage. They already have affirmative action because they're white and affluent and generally suffer from generational wealth, which sounds awful, but isn't. And that's... I feel like I talked way too much about the same thing I talked about last week, so I'll shut up. If you want to know more about that, go check that out on StrangerHood TV. That is out now. Um... They have, um, I don't know, I, I guess I guess yesterday, uh, I, I know that they were going to do on Bacon's My Podcast, they were at the Capulet Festival uh, over the weekend, so I think they were going to talk about it on yesterday's show. I really don't know. I've been super swamped here, so I haven't been able to catch up. Feel free to check all that out. Um, I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like, but... There's always something at Bacon's My Podcast, and that's, of course, on StrangerHood TV. On other programming stuff, and this is strictly Rebel 9 stuff, um, we're just going to, and this sounds stupid and it sucks, but like I'm backed into a corner, so this is what we're going to do. I said a couple weeks ago that we have lyric videos for Blue. We have a lyric video for Easy. We have a live from Mulcahy's video. It's not, the song's not, the music's not live, but the video is live from Mulcahy's video, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. We have all three of those videos that I was holding because I was hoping to put out a video for Side Out. That is not going to happen. So I just decided to just dump them all out and start from scratch. I honestly can't hold on to them forever. It's just going to be, it's just ridiculous. And honestly, I think I just do better with a clean slate. So we're going to see what we're going to do. So the, the Rebel 9 video schedule, Blue Lyric video comes out later today. I think at 8 o'clock tonight. I'm going to tell you now, it's not great. It's okay. It's not as good as the one that we had for uh, Keep You Near. I don't know that I'll ever see a better lyric video than that. Um, the, the woman, the young woman that made that, 
Uh, I no longer works for the company that I was using, which is why the ones for Blue and Easy are not as good. Um, but Vanessa from VIP Music did an, an absolutely fantastic job. And I can only imagine it's because she liked the song. I find that people that are working on a material, on our material that like it, always do a better job. And that's just, that just seems to be my experience. I used to notice that whenever we would play like at shows, uh, especially in the city, all of a sudden our sound would start getting better and effects would start coming in because the dude running the board actually liked our show and would put that kind of time in. Uh, our light show all of a sudden would get like pretty cool about halfway through our set. So I've always I've noticed that kind of thing. The better material we if we if we hook up with somebody that likes our material, the product becomes better. So that being said, the blue video comes out later today. Uh, the Izzy video, Easy Lyric video, which is m- much better in my opinion than the blue one, comes out a week from today. That'll be on the 13th. Um, I'm going to drop the Dirty Deeds video on the 25th of July. We're going to do it as a premiere. It'll be 8:30 on a Tuesday night. Uh, we will be at rehearsal, so we will actually stop rehearsal and like kind of join in on the YouTube premiere uh, because that seems like a fun thing to do. Maybe people will be there. Maybe people won't. I didn't want to do it on a Thursday. I know people still go out on Thursday nights, so I did the premiere on a Tuesday. Hopefully, you can join us. I will remind you, of course, before that comes out. And then, of course, in new music news, Side Out comes out on 8 23. That's August 4th, 2023. For those of you who don't speak date shorthand, um, that is the first piece of new music, new original music Rebel 9 has released since 2020. In my opinion, is the best produced thing we have ever put out. Uh, just in terms of the song, the production, the, the quality of the material, the groove that it brings out. So uh, we've been really tight-lipped about it. Like, as far as I'm aware, nobody outside the band has heard it. Even though everybody's heard the song that has come to see us play live, we have not played it live in quite some time for a very specific reason. Because when you hear it, we want you to be just kind of as blown away as possible. So it doesn't have completely the secrecy that Keep You Near had, but it is a big deal. And you have not heard new music from Rebel 9 in quite some time. And I am really, really excited to bring this one out because I think it came out absolutely amazing. And... I'm psyched for that. Um, we probably will throw together a lyric video. I don't know if it'll be done before the release, but it might. If not, it's not. I, I can't keep worrying about stuff that just is going to hold me back. I just, I'm spending way too much time uh, worrying about other things and, and you know, trying to make things perfect. And honestly, it just doesn't matter. It, it never matters. It, it never, ever matters. And that was a lesson I've had to learn so many goddamn times in this business like no matter what your biggest show is it does not matter i used to tell the story about how when i when i wrote the last gdab record the whole point of writing that record was to have a song that landed on the radio landed on uh like primary rotation on a cmj station and we did that you know we did exactly that uh she saw smiles the song title track made it to number one on a CMJ reporting station, and I went down to that station, I did interviews, and I hung out, played acoustically live, and then it was a big deal, because we reported on this College Music Journal, like, that's that's the stepping stone to Billboard 100. We did all that, and it didn't matter. And then I started asking around, and looking around, and I was seeing people that were, like, dropping all this money to get on that, that were dropping all this money to get on the Billboard charts. And then I know people that have been on the billboard charts. And the reality is, like, once you're on there, the cost and effort to maintain that, it's almost impossible. Without some serious financial backing, it is literally impossible to do it. And so I gave up. And that's why that was the last GDAV record, because I just gave up. So that my producer, he's like, why don't you just start writing stuff that you want to write? And I did. And then I wrote the Razorblade Diaries. And uh, I've been doing this nonsense ever since. Uh, I'm here to tell you that Side Out could very well be a huge, huge hit on something like Octane. It won't be because Jose is a star fucker and has no interest in supporting new music whatsoever unless he knows them personally. So I gave up. Like you can't even you can't even request it. You can't even request songs on series anymore. And now that Jose like runs all those channels, you can't you can't do anything. You can't play any of these festivals unless you drop some serious money and you get some serious backing can't do that without radio play so i don't have those connections so at this point i just don't give a shit anymore that's why we play less that's why i promote less because it just doesn't matter and that sucks i'd like all these great things to happen but for why 
Am I really going to burn myself out for absolutely nothing? Oh, right. I just spent 15 years doing it. (laughs) Man, I am so tired. Um, So, yeah. So, August 4th, Side Out comes out. Why that date? Because August 5th, we're going to be at the warehouse. It's going to be like our big summer show. uh, The only show we're doing this summer. Uh, at least as far as I know, we have not been asked to do anything else, uh, so we might do some stuff. We definitely are doing stuff in October, but I have absolutely nothing um, nothing else planned for the summer. I know my band was working on some stuff. I can almost assure you nothing's coming from that. So might be a quite a quiet summer. Quietest summer I've had in probably 20 years, but that's what we're looking at. But why... Why 8-4? Because 8-5 is going to be the warehouse. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be um, it's going to be us. It's going to be craving strange, something heavy. Um, Pathmaker and Dino Skate Park has just rounded out the bill, so it's going to be a real honest to God soundbox sandbox event. I will be making up the uh, Facebook invite and Facebook um, all the Facebook event information today. I'll start annoying all of you and all of your Facebook and Facebook inboxes by the weekend. I'm sure. And then we'll just see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. I advise you go. Again, side out will be out. The chances of us playing it live are really high. We've also got a brand new cover that's just, I think, going to shock pretty much everybody, including people in the band. And it's just going to be a hell of a good time. And honestly, like, don't we need that? I know I need that. You know what else I need? I need some, like, classic REMs that, like, nobody ever until, like, just now. Hard Rock lunch box it's always so funny when it comes to all time low and it's just like well oh man it's like my favorite all time low song and honestly I think it probably still is but man that is a hard (laughs) that is a hard statement to back up from that man I mean they are still doing like you know god bless them man or whoever (laughs) Allah bless them like I don't don't even know like (laughs) um Something. Oh, so the brand new uh, music is out from 10 years. I love the band 10 years. I was actually just telling my oldest about it this morning, um, in case you hadn't heard. We share a lot of, like, oh, this just came out, this just came out. He actually sent me one of the funniest uh, texts I have gotten in a very long time. He asked me, uh, Colin still runs Disney New York, or all the event stuff. For, he doesn't run it. He runs the event stuff and youth outreach. Youth outreach and is hella involved in a lot of the event coordinations for Dis New York, which is Ultimate Frisbee. So if you play a sanctioned game in anywhere in New York, he he probably put it together. So he like and he does like beach frisbee and stuff. So he sent me a text. He's like, "Hey man, we got anything new? Like kind of like beachy summary or whatever for the playlist?" And I was like, um, and I answered him back and it was like said like a couple things. And I'm like, also the new Slipknot's out, um, but that's not you know, but also the new slip. Uh, Slipknot is out. Probably not what you're looking for for that, blah, 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 whatever. But the text that comes back is like, I'm sorry, are you impl- implying that Slipknot is, is not beaches? <laughs> Slipknot, Slipknot is a lot of things. <laughs> Slipknot is not beach music at all. But I was talking to him just before and I was saying, uh, yeah, brand new 10 years after, uh, 10 years is that. He's like, oh, I don't know if I know them. I'm like, what songs? So he was like, you know, uh, Wasteland and Nova Cannon. He's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, how is it? I'm like, it sounds just like 10 years. Like, you, in like three notes, you'd be like, yep, that's 10 years. It feels like 10 years has written just one long record. And, like, they, it's not that they all sound the same, but they all distinctively sound like 10 years. Which, if you're a 10 years fan, like I am, then you are just 100% all set for what's coming at you. It's brand new music for 10 years. I dig it. It's called I Remember. The box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Uh, I've been texting with my buddy Dave uh, most of the morning just about um, a Dave from 10 Ton Mojo, formerly Hedy Berry, before that final plane. No, final plane, Hedy Berry, Pete played Gypsy. Dave and I have known each other for, for decades at this point, which is awesome. Like, uh, But we still talk shop every now and then. Uh, but we were just talking about how uh, he's he's looking to move. He's going to be out of here soon. He's just, just laying out advantage after advantage after advantage of leaving New York. And it's just like... I don't even know that I'm going to make it through the rest of the day. It sounded so good to move. Um, but, like, so funny. We were, just talk- we were just talking about, like, jobs and, like, he wishes he could get a virtual job and stuff. And I was like, you can. You can get, like, a virtual job at any shitty health insurance company. Uh, you know, all, cause all you have to do is really say no. But he, re- he reminded me. He's like, he's so I don't know how many people remember this, but um, he used to be a doorman and an elevator guy. 
in New York City overnights, which if you've met Dave and had any sort of conversation with him, you would instantly know is like, oh, yeah, that's absolutely what he should be doing for, <laughs> for a living. <laughs> but it was just, it was a perfect job for him just for starters. It matched his personality. It was quiet. You know, it was like you meet interesting people, of which he is one of the more interesting people I've ever met. And uh, But he used to do this thing where he would videotape himself. I mean, this is like old school. And he would do basically like Peter Griffin's like grinds my gears thing. But he would do it in the elevator and it was called the elevated opinion. And it, you know, honestly, it's probably the precursor without even trying of the top 20 of this show. Just saying something that's bothering you enough that you feel like saying it into a, into a screen. And I just told him, like, I, w- I want him to get that job back <laughs> so we can start doing that stuff again. Man. Because we don't agree on everything, which actually is what makes it much more interesting. The problem is, like, when Dave and I really fight on issues, we're literally, like, five inches away. You know, or five yards away on either side of the 50 on that. Like, even when we were, like, fighting, like, really hard and very publicly about, like, uh, masks and, and, and shutdowns and stuff during COVID, like... We, we kept arguing because, you know, he was one of those guys that was like, listen, you know, I, you know, my freedom to not wear a mask. And it's like, dude, let's all work together and get through this thing. Like, I'm not like playing. Like, I, I, I do not stand up for myself nearly enough to just hold my own against like, you know, the, the forces of evil that try and infiltrate my day to day existence. I don't, I don't have it in me. I mean, there are people that definitely stand up for themselves less. But, like, I am not on the pot. Like, I am never, I have never been accused of standing up for myself to the point of somebody else's detriment. But I believed fully and still do that the right move was to just nip this in the bud kind of quick. Uh, you know, and like, let's just get past it. Like, you have lice? Cool. Let's shave your hair. Let's get that done and like, let's move on from there. Like, I'm one of those guys. I'm not like, oh, but my fancy curls. Like, nope, forget it. Let's just do this. But uh, if he does ever bring back the elevated opinion, I assure you, that will definitely make its way onto the show. I wonder if I could find some. I bet you I could search some. You know what? I'm going to shut up. Here we go. I'm going to give you some... Uh, I'm going to give you... Yeah. I'm going to give you brand new uh, Seven Dust, and then I'll go into something else. And while that's happening, I will do my absolute best to try and find some classic elevated opinion. Maybe I can find it. Maybe I can't. I really have no idea. But uh, in the meantime... Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man. Love me some Slipknot. Not beach music, though. I don't care what people say. I love that ending. It's kind of beachy. Yeah, come on. Let's finish that shit up. So, yeah. So, yeah. This Saturday night, if you happen to be up in the Poughkeepsie area and aren't going to see our good friend Bill... Uh, over at Rams, all the way out in, uh, I believe it's East Bumpfuck, Long Island, uh, wherever Rams is. Holbrook? I don't know. Just look for the big depression. <laughs> that'll be, that'll be Rams. No offense, no offense, I just, Rams, Rams depresses me. Uh, but if you happen to be up in the Poughkeepsie area, I think that's where the chance is, right? Chances in Poughkeepsie? Our buddy Vern decided to stop by today to, uh, hop on the chat and say hello. Uh, Vern's got a huge show this Saturday night up at the Chance. Uh, they're playing with Lilac and if you want to check out the uh, the Facebook event, you can do so, or you can just listen to me, and I'll just read it for you right now. Lilac, quote, the first family of rock, end quote, returned to the Chance Theater. The L.A.-based band of siblings stopped Poughkeepsie. See, I was right. It isn't Poughkeepsie. And uh, and Breach the Asylum is excited, is excited to be on the show. Hit up any member for tickets. If you can't meet up with Breach the Asylum member, you can get tickets with no service fees via Venmo. Uh, you can go here, breachtheasylum.com slash lilac.html. So check them out. It's Lilac, Breach the Asylum, and uh, they're also playing with Lieberside. Uh, yeah, Chance is a great place to see a show, great place to play a show. I have yet to be up there to play a show, but uh, hopefully I can get up there at some point. But yes, if you're around that area, go check it out. It'll be a fun show. Vern always is super excited and always puts on a good show. So check that out. If you forgot what they sound like, don't worry. I got you covered. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right, programming note. First of all, it's not Lilac, it's Liliac, which I guess I just can't read because I'm old and busted now. <laughs> Liliac will be playing at the Chance Theater. But, you know, who knows? Maybe Lilac will show up, too. I'm not here to be a goalie. I'm either going to assist or get out of the way. 
That's Poughkeepsie. You can check out Feast Your Eyes over at Rams. I do not have music from them, mainly because Bill's a slacker, I assume. Uh, it keeps going to government meetings and therefore does not put out original material. You can pick it up with Bill in the chat, 99WNRR.com, uh, and you can tell him exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, not that anybody asked, thank you, but I am in so much pain again in my hand, uh, in my finger specifically, that it is now affecting my ability to type. If you see me typing, like in the chat, I'm throwing way more typos than normal. That's why I don't have any feeling at all in the tip of my my index finger, my left index finger, which is also super important for playing guitar, unfortunately. But I currently don't have that. I am supposedly improving in my neck, but I. I feel like I said to my chiropractor the other day, I was in there, I was like, you know, I'm kind of just under the impression that I've, I've done some damage that's going to take months and maybe years to fix. And he kind of just like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, he didn't want to tell me that, but like, okay. <laughs> he didn't say no. Quality of life issue. By the way, and I, I forgot to bring this up. I forgot to bring this up during the top 20, and I really should have. Oh, gee, to answer your question, I did actually um, uh, I did actually find the video from Dave. I'm just trying to figure out how to play it currently. Um, it's been a long time since I played anything from my phone, because Andy doesn't call it anymore. So I just I have to find the adapter, and I'll be able to figure that out. But more importantly, this is something you should know about. So, I, uh, I picked up a megaphone. <laughs> I know. I now own a megaphone, so I don't know exactly what I'm using it for. You want to talk about a waste of money? Like I have always wanted a megaphone, but they're always like forty to fifty dollars, so I didn't. Um, but this one, uh, this one actually uh, was like nine dollars, and it's a pretty good one. It was like an open box one, and now I have a megaphone. So I'm thinking, uh, I can talk to myself. So what do you? What do you think you're going to do with these, this new megaphone? Oh, that's an excellent question. I was thinking that I probably would just start yelling at people, like fans, from our shows. Uh, you don't think that'll be at all annoying? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be incredibly annoying, which is exactly why I thought to do it. Thanks for asking. Uh, oh, that makes sense. Do you think you'll be doing anything else with that megaphone? Well... I consider being able to uh, finally finish a story that I was talking to Tony about during practice before Noodle decides to, you know, hit his drums for no reason and Kaz decides to tune at full volume, as, you know, people often never do. Oh, well, that's actually a practical use. Do you have any impractical uses? Uh, no, I have no impractical uses planned for my new microphone, although I was considering how much fun it might be to uh, address my, let's say, fellow drivers on the Meadowbrook Parkway south later today. So, if you happen to uh, be cutting off Van Jose anytime soon and then hear this, hey, dum-dum, that's probably me. Well, that's excellent. I really appreciate you bringing in your megaphone and uh, explaining to us everything you're going to do. Yeah, well, what your viewers, your listeners can't see is that there's actually a light on this thing, too, but also... Yeah, things are about to get real, real on uh, August 5th. I highly recommend everybody go to the warehouse, and then uh, we'll have to see how it goes from there. Yes! Oh, cool, I guess we're able to post now. Post memes again on uh, on uh, thing on uh, 99WNR. That's awesome. Also, I need to talk about um, Sesame Street. Uh, no, actually, hold on. Uh, I'm done talking at the microphone. Uh, we need to talk about Sesame Street, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do the. Oh, Q raises a good point. Hold on. You need to move it, move it. You got to move it, move it. You got to move it, move it. You got to. Oh, you missed it. I'm so tired from doing that. By the way, I actually played three uh, Switch sports games with Charlotte yesterday. These are virtual games in my living room. And by the time I beat her ass at badminton, which I did, by the way, I, I was so goddamn tired I needed to sit down. If that's any indication, uh, if that's not an indication of just how bad I'm doing physically lately, then I really don't know what else to tell you. I mean, I just, sorry, I just don't. I found a new song this week. The band, I think, is Yannicka. 
don't know. I've been getting names wrong all day. Doesn't seem to matter. Nobody, nobody seems to care. So I'm just going to say it how it looks. Yonaka, Y-O-N-A-K-A. Sucks love giving me my halo. I thought it was real hella pretty. So I grabbed it for today's show. Hope you dig it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am still looking for this adapter I need to play the elevated opinion I found. I'm working on it, I promise. Uh, in case you didn't know, the Nearly Deads have a brand new record. It's their sophomore record. It's been a long goddamn time. Uh, that is coming out tomorrow night. I don't know if the singles they pre-released from it are going to... I don't know if the singles they released earlier this year are pre-releases from it, but this is the last thing I got from them, and I really dug it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. All right, man. It's about to get real in here. Not only did I find uh, an elevated opinion. This is actually one I don't think I've ever seen before, but the title of it was just intriguing to me. But also, I don't remember if this rig works anymore, so I need to see if I can even get sound out to you good people. So if you guys would be so kind, what I'll do is I'll play just a little of it. Just let me know if you hear it. If you do hear it, then uh, we'll start it over from the beginning and we can listen to it. But this is a classic elevated opinion from my buddy Dave. Let me know if you can hear this. Wait, I can't even hear it. Hang on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Why is that happening? This is why we don't do a Patreon, because this right here should be free. Whoa, I got weird. Hang on. Hey. I'm working on it. <laughs> Damn, this is really funny, too. Hang on. Um, why am I not getting any sound out of that? Hang on. Hang on. Just, just hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Why isn't this working? That should work. There, there, and everywhere. Uh, does this work? Phone. Why the hell should I tell you who the hell I am? I mean, seriously? Okay. Did anybody hear any of that? I could turn that up. Where's the game? Uh, good show, huh? Yeah, you like it so far? All right, great. Why is that as loud as it goes? Uh, oh, how about this? Are you fucking, like, have no social fucking adeptness in, at all? Like Anybody hearing that? Anybody at all? Okay. It sounded like ah, Dave yelling. to another edition of Elevated Opinion with your host, me, Dave Subert. Okay, tonight's topic is when people call your phone and ask, who is this? Who is <laughs> okay. All right. So did anybody hear, like, the intro of that? I just played it just now. Oh, perfect. All right, good. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to play the whole thing. So this is – now, you got to understand, Dave is in a suit and tie. His hair is combed and slicked back. It's late at night. He's holding his phone, and he's standing in an elevator, and he's clearly agitated about something. I think we've all been there. If we can all just get ready, it's about a minute. It's probably going to be uh, awful slash genius. Uh, just the way we like it. So uh, from, I don't even know what year it is. From a while, from 2018, it's uh, Elevated Opinion. Hi, welcome to another edition of Elevated Opinion with your host, me. Okay, tonight's topic is when people call your phone and ask, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who the fuck are you, asshole? You're calling my fucking phone. What the hell should I tell you who the hell I am? I mean, seriously? Are you fucking, like, no social fucking adeptness in, at all? Like, what the fuck, man? Seriously? You're calling my phone, asking who this is? Nothing enrages me more, man. Like, I swear to God, you can't Seems just call like up it. and be like, oh, hey, someone called my phone earlier. Like, I... I, I I, I might give my phone out to a lot of people. I'm sure everyone else does. Sometimes people make calls for it. You don't just call up asking, who is this? What, are you raised in a fucking cave, man? Like, dude, have some social prowess about yourself. For God's sakes, man. <laughs> don't just fucking ask, who is this? Who it's is the this? rudest fucking piece of shit in the world, man. I'm just going to yeah. fucking, fucking drag myself or drag you through the fucking phone. I swear to God I would, and I'd choke you to death. Fucking goddammit. My elevated opinion is learn some goddamn social mannerisms. Go to finishing school if they even have that shit anymore. Finishing For God's sake, don't ask who is this when you're calling someone up. That's my elevated opinion. Go fuck yourself if you do that. <laughs> Come see my band, The Bottom Plate. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. <laughs> oh, well. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, 
Scott Madden, Little Wage War. Listen, just in a slight uh, programming note for you here for the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It is that time of year again. There will actually be no Hard Rock Lunchbox next week. Sorry to say. I do go away once a year. Uh, this year is to my family reunion. I'm going to see it's effectively my dad's side of the family. Um, so it's, But it's also like I get to see my sister and my niece and nephew. I get to see both sisters. I get to see my cousin and their kids and my stepmother. Uh, so it'll be good. It'll be a good time. I have not seen them. Uh, we used to do it every two years. Uh, we took uh, the year off for COVID. So I have not seen them in four years, I think. I guess Tristan can talk uh, now, so it's going to be kind of a game changer. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so I won't be here next Thursday. I'm sorry. I had tried one year to play the best of. Uh, boy, did I get in a lot of trouble from people that were listening to the show. So I don't even bother doing that. I'd rather just give you the Thursday off and enjoy your summer. Uh, if something changes, of course, I'll post and let you know, but I'll be back in two weeks. But also, speaking of taking the week off, uh, Mel's musical moment is apparently taking the week off. She didn't come up with anything. I think she's still milking this whole uh, sepsis, almost dying thing. Like, like that's even an excuse to not do your job. But, like, you know, I'm thinking that uh, it's just more laziness than sepsis. And But she did say she would not uh, turn down hearing a Rebel 9 song and specifically asked for My Horizons, which I always find to be such a funny kind of conundrum juxtaposition song for me because... Uh, of the songs on the new, newest record, My Horizons is the one that changed way more than I liked. Uh, I could play the original kind of at any time, and maybe we'll do that sometime. But, like, I have never fully embraced the new changes and don't like it as much as the other songs on the record. Uh, and it's funny because, of course, it's Noodle's favorite. So we play it more because he likes to hear it, and I'll play it now because he all specifically asked for it. It's her musical moment. But uh, just know that secretly, I'll be liking it less than six other songs, probably.
When I first heard the Struts and they were like coming to America and they were like this new big thing, like I really, I really liked them. I really enjoyed them. It was not lost on me that they were just sort of a redeployment of something that was always classically sort of British. Uh, and I feel like they've really mastered the art of doing something that's already been done, either in a new, fresher sort of way, but like they've never really reinvented anything. But it doesn't take away from any amount that you just enjoy their stuff. And so when they put out this new song, Too Good at Raising Hell, it was just more of the same. Just, you know, a good version of an old version of a good song. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, a little Hyro the Hero. Uh, and yes, uh, it goes back a little bit. Uh, I don't know when it's from. It was the first song I had found from Hiro? Hero? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that sound means only one thing. It is time for your weekly craving of the week with Craving Strange. Craving playing a very, seems like, low-key, just started kind of snicking it in between Beery's and the Warehouse show, so promo's been a little light, but they're playing at Rams tomorrow night. I think they're opening the show, but I don't know that for sure. That's a little... I know specifically about the show, uh, but they are going to be at Rams tomorrow night. Feel free to check that out. Uh, that's the 7th. I hope I have that information right. Uh, and uh, I have no idea what they'll be playing, but they're playing what looks like a metal show, so expect probably heavier stuff, so probably not this.
Hard Rock Lunch Box. She is one of the dumbest girls you will ever meet. Man, I am exhausted. It's time for me to get the hell on out of here. Again, just a quick reminder, I will not be here next week, so enjoy your Thursday off. Hopefully, against all hope, you will come back the following Thursday, and then we'll talk about all the uh, stuff we got upcoming, uh, including the uh, side-out release from Rebel 9 and the Warehouse Show. Uh, all big stuff. But if you're around this weekend, again, if you're up at the Chance, go see Liliac and Breach the Asylum uh, tomorrow night. If you're in Holbrook, go see Craving Strange in Rams. And if you're in Holbrook again for a second straight night, to be perfectly honest, I don't know what's going on in your life. You're in Holbrook twice. But if you happen to be in Holbrook twice, go see Bill's new band, Feast Your Eyes, Saturday night. Uh, and then uh, we'll just pick it up from there next time. Truth be told, I was going to play the Cow song, but I'm desperately out of time and have to go to the bathroom and I have to get that one back to work and all that other stuff. So I'm just leaving you with a shittier version of the Cows song, just so you have something to remember me by. So it's like going to be kind of funny, but not really good or memorable in any sort of way, just in case something happens, because that's the way I always wanted to go. <laughs> have yourself a great week. Try and stay cool. Not that kind of cool. You know you're cool like that. Try and stay cool in the cold fashion. And we'll do this again in exactly two weeks, minus a couple of hours, man. Take care of yourselves, and I'll uh, speak to you all again soon. Don't touch that. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Idiot.